Hi, I'm Dr. Jan Jaffer, and this is Got Teeth, a patient-centric monthly podcast featuring local health experts. So I'm back with Dr. Larry Stanley. Uh, we got to talk to him earlier a little bit about the TMJ joint and what's going on. Larry has been you know, a dentist for, again, 34 years and been doing this work in, in TMJ, bite, you know, discomfort, all the stuff that's going on for about 18 years. Yes. And has a huge passion about it. And um, and we love working with him. If you get to talk to Larry about other stuff, you'll know some of his passions are food and wine and family and a, a bunch of other stuff Star that Trek. goes on. Star, Star Trek, <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, I've got, I've check got, out his uh, shoes today. I've got uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO shoes on right now. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of fun stuff and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we enjoy, you know, not necessarily talking about teeth, but one of the passions that both of us have is talking about teeth and, yeah. and things that we can do. And so today we're going to talk about, again, the TMJ joint or TMJ and talk about how we can help fix some of the issues that we've already seen. Some of the pain and discomfort because we know we get a lot of people coming into our offices that, that do present with migraines, pain, discomfort in their joints, in their heads, all around, back of the neck, you know, shoulders, and even throughout the rest of the body. And we know that we can't fix it all from where we are, but there are some, some interesting parts that start or, or can be a part of the problem and that is that TMJ. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about some of the, the symptoms that you're seeing as to why somebody would come and see you. Like what, what is the, where does this start? Why people are experiencing something because they want to have something done, obviously. Right. So in the last podcast, we talked about what the, what the TMJ is. It's just the name of the joint where the lower jaw meets our skull. But the most common thing that happens, the most common complaint that people have is, is clicking or noise, especially when they're eating. And it can be really annoying. And so they come to us and they say, yeah, I got clicking and stuff like that. And we used to think that a clicking in the joint was a precursor to pathology later on. So something bad happening. And, and so we said we should treat it. But the, there's been really good, uh, um, uh, a lot of experience um, and a lot of good research that says a clicking joint noise in the joint, although annoying, doesn't need to be treated. Okay. Um, but if you're having pain, if you're having symptoms of dizziness or ringing in the ears or ear pain or pain around your eyes or it hurts to chew and you have to restrict your diet, you can't bite a burger, you can't bite an apple because your jaw gets or you can't chew gum, all these things are signs that either there's pain or there's an alteration in your ability to enjoy your daily life. Then we want to look at how do we treat that. And so I really like non-invasive, non-drug, uh, reversible ways of treating it. And the place we like to start is with simple things. Um, uh, heat. Uh, heat increases blood flow because a lot of, more than 90% of our pain is muscular in origin. It's not joint or nerves. And so it's just due to muscle spasm. And so heat's great because heat increases blood flow to the muscles, helps pull lactic acid away, and they are able to move better and they're free of lactic acid and the pain goes down. So heat's really great, but sometimes if we've got a joint problem, then there's gonna be swelling in the joint and that's where ice comes in. So I, uh, if I think there's a joint problem, then I usually recommend heat first, 
and then I second. So H comes before I in the alphabet. 10 minutes of, of, of hot, 10 minutes of cold. And when it comes to uh, the cold, you know, I find ice so intensely cold, it hurts. Like okay. how, you see athletes get in bathtubs for like, how do they do that? Yeah. I have no idea. I get. So I really like magic bags. These cloth bags filled with oats. You can get them at Shoppers Drug Mart and London Drugs and stuff like that. And I like the long turtle over rye red shape. And I have two of them. I have one that I keep in my freezer and I have one that I have out. The one that's out, I put in the microwave two minutes. And then I put the heat where I'm, I'm sore, back of the neck, usually side of the face, 10 minutes of heat. And then I take the magic bag out of the freezer and I put the ice, the cold in the same place, back of the neck, side of the face. That's a potent natural anti-inflammatory. And so these are really great non-invasive natural Simple ways of getting you know. getting things better without drugs. Um, other things, uh, if, uh, if, we, if it hurts when you open wide, then don't open wide. So try and teach yourself to do a closed mouth yawn. If you have to yawn, bring your teeth together and yawn that way. Um, uh, softer diet for a little bit of time. Uh, avoid chewing gum, avoid really tough steaks. You know, there's something to be said about good good quality meat and, and just marinate it properly. And, and, and if you're a meat eater, then to, then to do that. Um, uh, I tell people who are, are chronic gum chewers to try and switch it up into sugarless mints. And in fact, uh, I really like the, the sugarless mints with xylitol in it. And uh, Xyli Melts is one brand and you get them at, at places like Costco and stuff like that. And, and so they're gonna be, they won't have the sugar in it, so they're gonna be safe for your teeth and they'll stimulate your saliva. So you'll have something in your mouth, but you won't be doing, you won't be chewing, you won't be damaging the joint. Um, but then if those habit changes are not successful, let me just turn my phone on silent. If my habit changes aren't enough, then we wanna look at treatment. And what we often do is we'll do oral appliances. And most of our colleagues um, make something that they call splints. You know how you break a bone, you put a splint on it to hold it rigidly. But we don't wanna hold your jaw rigid. We need it to freely move uh, we just want to decompress the joint and we want to find a position that's sort of neutral for the muscle. So I orthopedically change the jaw position and so I call the appliance an orthotic as opposed to a splint. And then there's a whole bunch of different ways we can make these appliances depending on the need. Now, some people uh, will make them to fit on the top jaw, some people will make them fit on the bottom jaw. And, and the research is pretty clear that it doesn't matter which jaw you place it on, they both work equally well if it's done right. Um, but there's also good research which has come out in the last three, four years that shows that appliances made to the top jaw actually create or enhance a sleep disordered breathing problem. So I don't wanna make other issues worse, so I always make my appliances to fit on the bottom jaw, but that's my preference. Um, and then we wanna make the appliance, what we tend to do in dentistry, and it's what we've always done and still continue to do, is we will do what I call the prep and pray methodology, where we prepare an appliance and there is no specific position we make it to move your jaw to, and we pray it works. So I like to measure where we position things so that there's uh, a way of objectively following things in the future, so I'm not guessing. But appliances can range 
from something very simple, especially for young people who are still growing. Mm -hmm. If they have a sports accident and they've got some jaw pain, we don't want them wearing something day and night because they're still growing, they're still changing, there's still lots of plasticity going on. So then we want to have them wear something part-time, usually at night or during a sports activity or something along that line. If their pain is day and night, usually from trauma, because that's the majority of people I see, if your pain is day and night, then you don't want to wear something only part-time. It's like having a broken leg, putting a cast on the leg, and then taking it off periodically to go for a run. You're not going to get better. So in selected cases, we need to wear something day and night. Um, sometimes worn when you're eating, sometimes worn when you, you take it out to eat. Um, and, and some of my colleagues will say, oh, but that changes the bite permanently, but no, it doesn't. If, we're, if we measure things and we wean them off properly, we don't make permanent changes. These are still removable, reversible appliances. And then there's people who have ear trouble and neck issues and oral facial pain and psychological issues. And now, now it's a whole complex multidisciplinary issue. And so now we want to take the measurement of stuff to another level. So the treatment I do, unfortunately, is not inexpensive. It can be really expensive, but I've done about 4,000 cases in 18 years, and we've got a 90 plus percent success rate. Um, so we can change people's lives, but it's not just about appliances. Um, we need to work with uh, orthopedic manual physiotherapists, people who are gonna work on the neck and shoulders. We're gonna look at the pelvic imbalance. Um, I like working with nuka chiropractors because they focus on the upper cervical section and they don't crack things. Their, their methodology is very gentle. Um, we need to work with psychologists. You know, if there's some stuff going on, pain changes everything. It changes our personality, it changes how we deal with things. Psychologists who are, are working in, in the field of uh, EMDR, um, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, positive self-regulation, they help you heal yourself from the inside out while the rest of us are working to heal you from the outside in. Um, sometimes we resolve the issues, but the pain is still there. And so we have what we call central sensitization of pain, where the brain just gets into this negative biofeedback. Now, is that's when it's a good time to consider working with a physiatrist, a physical medicine specialist, or selective dentists who have the training to use things like uh, Botox or trigger point injections. So I don't start with drugs. We may need them to help us get over a hump to resolve things, but Botox use should be only done in three or four sets of injections in a period of one year, and that's it. Yeah, we don't want to rely on those things for the long term. No, right? it's just a long term painkiller, yeah. and I'm not a big fan of drugs, but they have their place. Um, uh, sometimes uh, we do diagnosis like an MRI or a three dimensional x ray, and we determine that there's been damage in the joint. Then we'll work with certain uh, oral and maxillofacial surgeons to directly treat the joint. And if we get to that point, a lot of that treatment's covered by Alberta Health, which is nice. Um, sometimes we've got teeth and jaw bones in the wrong position, and we need to correct that. And so I work with orthodontists. Um, sometimes when we get you better, we want to keep you better. And so we'll work with kinesiologists who will look at how you move your body and give you an exercise program that you do on your own to keep you strong and keep you healthy and 
comfortable. And then of course there's people who have concussions and that's a whole different topic about, of conversation. And so we'll want to work with your neurologists and concussion specialists, vestibular physiotherapists, and a whole bunch of other things. So it's a multidisciplinary total healthcare group of people we want to work with to get people better. Our goal is for you to eat in comfort, to live your day without pain, um, and, and, to, and to not think about me when you're not in my office. So, and and, and uh, we get good success when we work with a good team of people because we need to look, at the, look after the whole person and not just part of the person. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I think you bring up some great points is that, you know, although some of the pain may be starting in the jaw, it, it, it's there's other areas that we need to focus on and sometimes it may not even start in the jaw it may start somewhere else in your body and we may find it in the jaw and so we, if we don't look at all those parts yeah fixing something won't necessarily help the entire person unfortunately western healthcare, um, as advanced as it is has become really specialized and so so many people just focus on their area of specialty and don't consider the total person and uh, and so this is um, one of my key messages to my colleagues in, 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 in all aspects of healthcare is we need to work collaboratively and when we do people get better yeah <clears throat> no it's amazing and and it is a challenge we get busy we get focused on what we're doing and we forget that there's the rest of the body it's not just you know the mouth although yeah. we're dentists yeah. you know we see the teeth all the time but we've got to look into you know a whole bunch of other areas which is really important someone once told me a while a long time ago we're humans treating humans trying to do the best we can but we just want to change people's lives yeah, make it better. so one of the things that i think that you know we need to figure out is, is where do you go from here so you know one of the things that people have dentists they have their own dentist and you have to start the conversation so yes so talk to your dentist you know if you understand this ask questions yes and you know one of the things that we know is that you take referrals from other dentists that's yes. a lot of what you actually yeah. do in it yeah. it's, it's really helped us in the track organization immensely because there's certain cases that some dentists feel comfortable treating and there's certain cases that are just beyond their scope of, of, of expertise and this is something that you really focus in on and so you know, we can send them to you as a referral so that you can kind of help us help the patient really. I'm, happy, the I'm happy to see people, but I'm also happy to hear from dentists who say, I've got a case and I'm not having success doing X, Y, and Z. I'm happy to coach them to do the next thing. I don't have to do it all. If I can teach our colleagues to do more of this stuff themselves in their own offices with their own patients, then we all win. And so it's, uh, uh, whatever it takes to help people get better. I had a family doctor call me the other day and said she's got a case and, 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 and the person's dentist wasn't really sure what to do. And so I kind of talked about different things and we started with the habits. And so she's going to work with her patient directly. And, and if she's not successful, then she can always refer to me later. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice way to practice. Yeah, well, that's great. So people can find you over at Wildwood Dental. That's where Wildwood Dental. Yeah. Dot CA. Okay. I think it's wildwooddentalcalgary.ca. There we go. Um, you know, look up Larry. You can look up the clinic. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. Thank you for your time. A lot of great information here and, and stuff that can, you know, help people get better. Some of the stuff that they can just, you know, do easily at home. And obviously, if things are a little more challenging and more involved, then, you know, obviously there's there's different steps that people can take. Absolutely. So appreciate your time. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Okay.